Welcome and thank you for being a listener of the Dose of Leadership podcast. Currently, we're expanding the conversations beyond just leadership into health, wealth, purpose, spirituality, relationships, and much, much more, because today's leader has to be about all of these areas to lead into the future. Hi, I'm Matt Lilly, and I'm the new host of the previous Dose of Leadership podcast, now called Bright Vibe. I've owned 20 businesses over the last 30 years, and I've studied business, wealth, health, strength, spirituality, you name it, I've studied it, and I've learned that you have to grow in all these areas to be the best well-rounded leader that you can be, not just at office, but also at home. We have an oppressive lineup of speakers coming soon, so please stay tuned to the podcast. Thank you for being a listener and part of our Dose of Leadership community, and now we welcome and are excited to have you be a part of our Bright Vibe podcast community. So Michael Balchin, welcome to the show today. So happy to have you on. So excited to talk to you. You've got some great stuff. So yeah, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Matt. Grateful to be here. Fired up for it. Yes. So tell us, uh, so I think I read as I was doing a kind of research for today that I, you'd use the term like optimization coach, I think at one point. Is that is that a term that you'd use to describe what you do? Uh, optimization coach. I don't know that I've used that term explicitly, but it, it covers the gamut. Um, so optimize to make something as best as it possibly can be across all spectrums of our life. Right. And, mm-hmm. and each of us have so many different things that are important to us. Mm-hmm. We actually encourage folks to simplify, like you don't need a million different roles and goals and categories of improvement. I want to be a good, this, 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 just pick three energy, <laughs> work, and love. How can you show up <laughs> at your optimus best, right? Yeah. Optimize literally comes from the Latin word for best, uh-huh. the best. How can you show up at your best in your energy, in your work and in your love? I love it. I'm writing it down right now. Energy, work, and love. Okay, good. Because sometimes uh, at the, with the Bright Vibe group, um, community, we're always looking at these different areas of life, but I like how you've simplified it, work, uh, energy, and love. That kind of gets right right to the thing. And by work, um, you also put like uh, your passion, your purpose type thing in work if you're retired, if somebody's retired and you know, they're not yep. like work, is it more like what's your purpose here or what's your, what do you intend to do with your life? Yep. I tend to think of work as creative contribution okay. to the world. Okay. I like that. So it could be through a, you know, standard kind of job profession right. kind of deal. It could be my work is to be a great father or a great right. mother and be the best or a great grandmother, grandfather, patriarch, matriarch, whatever it could be. How do you want to contribute to the world in a positive way? Okay. That's awesome. And so you're the, you're the head coach and chief, chief of staff, it says for, Heroic. Now, what is heroic exactly? So heroic is what we hope to be our go-to resource for helping you be more energized, productive, and connected. Energy, work, love, be more energized, be more productive, be more connected. We offer a couple of different things, one of which is a collection of big ideas from the world's best books. So my teacher, mentor, founder of Heroic, Brian Johnson, mm-hmm. spent something like two more than two decades almost literally in a hermit hermitage, like a, a whole just reading and writing and teaching. And he took over 650 of the world's best books and broke them down into six page PDFs and 20 minute MP3s. Mm-hmm. When I was first starting my own professional journey, I was a derivatives trader. Okay. I'm finance, had a headset, talked to a guy on like the Comex floor in New York. I'm in Chicago. I was trading the screens upstairs. But I started getting into personal development and I thought this is going to take me so long to learn all the things I want literally a lifetime to study 
all the different science and all the different, you know, ancient wisdom traditions and mm -hmm. religions and all these different life philosophies that contribute to how can I enjoy, enjoy life? How can I live a meaningful life? How can I have a, a good sense of being alive? Now, this is going to take forever. And then I found Brian. Everybody has, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. It'll only take me two to three years. I just have to read the stuff that he has put out. Right. Um, and so we've got those philosopher's notes. We've got uh, plus ones, which are two to three minute kind of daily short form video content with a single mm -hmm. big idea. And then 101 classes on over 50 subjects, productivity, purpose, leadership, energy, conquering procrastination, conquering depression, et cetera. Um, this used to be 100 bucks a year, 250 bucks lifetime. We bought it and now we're giving it away for free. So like that's part of what oh, we awesome. want to help you get the ideas that you can use to change your life. And then more importantly, we want to help you move from theory to practice to mastery. Mm -hmm. um, so how do we take those things we know that we could be doing and actually do them on a consistent basis? And Matt, we were chatting a little bit before about mm -hmm what would be really awesome like what's a win what's if we could just communicate a couple right. ideas yeah this one might be the number one thing okay we all know what we could be doing and and what we want to be doing less of the challenge is not learning more stuff the challenge is actually doing those things that we know to be best for us how can we do that never being perfect um, but making commitment every single day to this is how i want to show up this is what I want to do, striving to in that moment we face that choice. Mm -hmm. Do I go to the gym or do I watch another Netflix episode? Or <laughs> my daughter just ran in here and she offered a bid for my attention. Do I respond to her? Or do I keep reading the email? We all have these choices that we face throughout the day. Can we actually choose in that moment to make the choice that we know is in alignment with how we want to be showing up? So we built a, a training platform. It's an app that mm -hmm. helps people to do this, um, helps people move from theory to practice to mastery, take those ideas that we know we could be doing and actually live them in our lives such that we can be the best versions of ourselves, the best, most heroic versions of ourselves day in and day out. Well, that's cool. And then, so I've got a couple of questions about your background, if, if you're open to that. The... Um, so one, I need to know what the heck a behavioral economist is. Is that how money performs? <laughs> I was like, I saw that on your bio. I was like, behavioral economist. It's like, yeah. So are you a counselor? Economics for money? is a, <laughs> yeah. Um, behavioral economics. So economics is a really interesting field, right? They 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 kind of take common sense and put math to it. Okay. Supply and demand, lots of curves. How do we explain the relationship between people? And at the heart of economics is it's like homo economicus or something like that, but basically like a rational decision maker. Okay. We are all hyper rational. We make decisions purely based on pros and cons and trade-offs. And like, we are just these like basically computers. That is the model for economics. And that is like the heart of what drives the math behind economic models. Turns out none of us are actually completely rational decision makers. No. We are all so driven by emotion. emotion. We have yeah. so many different biases. So Kahneman and Tversky were early on and like, hey, guys, we don't actually do this. Behavioral economics is, OK, let's bring in those actual behaviors of how we show up mm -hmm. and update our models. Think about our models in the context of someone who's not hyper rational, but who's an actual human being with emotions who are more prone to exaggerate small percentages who are more prone to the way that the question is framed right. is bringing in psychology um, into economics. 
Right. And so, all, yeah, and I was, yeah, as you were saying, everyone's rational. I'm like, no, I don't know anyone that's really focused on it. Because it's, it's all emotion, right? It's all based on our past programming, stories, the way we grew up. I mean, it's, you know, I've been around, you know, sales, marketing, business my whole life. And it's like people, it's always an emotional decision. I don't care how rational they think they're being. Ultimately, they're doing it for some feeling, right? Every, I think we all to do that as, as feeling creatures, as emotional creatures. Every decision we're making is leading us to an outcome, we th- a feeling that we think we want. Now, whether, you know, like your example of like watching Netflix or, or, or doing, you know, engaging with a human being, you know, we're, 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 we're looking for something, whether it's an escape or safety or in the Netflix, right? And, and in the human being, there might be risk or there might be they could let me down or I could say the wrong, you know, there could be emotional pain. So I'm going to go over there and hide. Is that, I mean... I don't even know where I'm yeah. going with that, but, but no, no. So, so it's, it's, it's exactly right. And, and what they have, um, so the word emote mm-hmm. and the word move have the same row, like motive, the same base right. part of the word. It is our literal emotions that drive our decisions that, that get us in action, actually make us do things. If you take somebody and you, um, perform surgery on part of their brain where you, you split their emotional center from their decision-making center, mm-hmm. they don't make any decisions at all because without having mm-hmm. being able to tap into that emotional part of our brain we are incapable of making decisions so our emotions are the basis of all the decisions that we're making and when we're facing that choice of do i watch another netflix episode or do i go to the gym there's a lot of emotions that are present in that moment mm-hmm. that are forecasting forward about how do, how do i want to feel in the future that are also the weight of our past. So we kind of bring all of our previous experiences around a certain decision and our brain's like, well, do I want to do this thing? Last time I did it, that was awesome. The time before I did that, it was awesome. And the time before I did that, it was awesome. It was with all my friends. That must be a pretty awesome thing. So our brain is running this calculus and bringing a whole bunch of factors into the foreplay um, that we're not always aware of that aren't always homo economicus or like purely rational it's all jumbled and biased and it can be challenging to netflix doesn't even the thing counts down for you if you make no decision right then you you made a decision because the next (laughs) it's like playing in fact we've got the co-founder of netflix uh and the past ceo coming on in a couple weeks so i'm gonna ask him about kind of some of the how they program that and yeah why does it autoplay it's like i don't want to autoplay the next thing i just want to watch the end of this thing (laughs) right i want to listen to the music and i want to have it stop Thank you for listening to the Bright Vibe podcast today. We've got a special event coming up here shortly, July 12th through the 16th, called the Global Happiness Summit. And we're bringing resources from around the country together to talk about happiness and what that means and how to have more of that in our lives. Go to brightvibe.com, B-R-I-T-E, vibe, V-I-B-E.com for more information about the Global Happiness Summit. And we look forward to seeing you July 12th through the 16th. Oh, and I'll... I'll trying to keep this relatively relatively short um, and i know i have a tendency to go off but there are technology is amazing the technology that we use is amazing mm-hmm. social platforms are amazing we, we are a technology company we are building a social platform it's not that these tech technologies are inherently bad it's what do we want to use them for right sales is also like not a bad like people right. tend to think of sales as it's like icky process and, and we feel icky because so many times the person on the other side knows the levers that they have to pull to get us to make the sale. And even if it's actually in our interest and we want to do it, we don't like having our levers pulled. We don't right. like the like, 
countdown timers and the only get it now and the like make me feel bad about myself and then sell the solution. Right. It, there, there's there's a certain ickiness where right. we know that our levers are being pulled. So we strive to, as a business, not pull those levers, mm-hmm. operate in a way that that we would hope other people want to operate. Like th- they would see us and say, that's how I'd want to do business mm-hmm. and use these technologies for good because the negatives come from the unintended catastrophic consequences of the attention economy. Facebook, Instagram, insert social media company, et cetera. What they're actually mining and selling is attention. Right. Our attention totally. is our most valuable commodity in the modern day and age. And if they know how what gets our attention, and it's the, again, this is not new information, like it's the more polarizing content. Right. It's the content that hits our emotional triggers. That's going to get us to stay in more. Um, it's why there's the cliffhanger at the end of the show, because there's an open loop and our brain wants to close that loop. And so I've got to watch another episode. Right. My wife and I love This Is Us. We had to stop an episode like literally <laughs> there's probably 20 minutes left in the episode. And right. we'll do this sometimes if it's like we, we were in bed early, right. nine o'clock, eyes out in bed last night, like 840. She, we're watching the episode. She's like, we got it. We got to turn it off. I'm not watching more. I was like. Oh, I know I agreed to this, but I don't want to. You have this open loop till the next day. (laughs) Yeah. But so we can use these technologies in a good way. Um, We just have to be really clear about what's the purpose. And if if we're given the algorithm, hey, mine for attention, because what we want is attention, then these things pop up that are using it in a a suboptimal way. and so, no, I said a ton there, but no, emotions we, are huge. Our okay. brains are, are brilliant mechanisms. Um, and I think we're capable of, of a lot more than we think we are. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, and science has proven that we're only using a fraction of our brains and a fraction of our talent, right? And a capacity to learn and grow. Um, it was reminding me of the story, you know, that Tom Hanks movie about Mr. Rogers and kind of, you know, his, it, I thought it was interesting just to kind of show not the darker side of Mr. Rogers, but that he was a human being and had emotion and struggled with things as well. But I, I, I like the thing, and I don't know if it was in the movie or if I looked it up later and was reading about it, but you know, he originally came home from college, saw the first TV he had ever seen in his life was at his parents' home. They were fairly well affluent. And he looked at that TV and instantly knew that it had the, it had the overwhelming propensity to be bad. And so he literally made the choice that he would go on TV and only feed it and only produce good content to offset the negative content that he was wa- he was watching. It's like, this is mindless drool. I need to p- produce something that's actually educational and positive in the world. And I think a lot of, I, I really love that example because I think a lot of that about social media. It's like, I, I remember there was a time where I just, you know, would anybody would friend me, I'd like them and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I just had this feed full of garbage, right? And a lot of dissension and a lot of negative. And I finally just went, you know what, if this person says anything that I just don't, you know, it just doesn't make me feel good, then I'm just going to, you know, not even unfollow them, I think, unfollow them. And so I got to the point where now my feed's really cool. Like, so on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, it's like when I look at my feed, I'm actually inspired because I'm seeing things about, like, ecotourism, eco-housing. I'm seeing things about, you know, how to grow food and, you know, all the, all the fun stuff that I like to kind of experiment with. And so I agree that you can use, you know, social media isn't going away, social platforms, technology, none of that stuff's going away. But how do we use, how do we use it? In our, for me, it's how do I use it in my own life for good versus just being triggered because, you know, this person said this about this political candidate or the whole, obviously, the masks and unmasks and vaccines and not vaccines. I mean, just all of the garbage. And at some point, it's like, I'm going to make personal decisions for me. 
And then if I don't agree with somebody, it doesn't mean I have to hate on them or, or have to comment even. That was, that, that was where I started going, this is just triggering me. This is just to get me to respond. And, you know, once in a while I still get like somebody will post something. I'm just like, no, it's not worth my energy. It's not worth, it's a waste of time. It means nothing to that person. It'll only, it, to your point about the social media thing, it's just a hook to try to suck me back into more of it. So I said a mouthful uh, there. <laughs> no, so let's start with Fred Rogers. We love Fred Rogers. Yes. Um, and I love that you brought that up. And, you know, his TV show was his, he was an ordained minister. Mm -hmm. His TV mm -hmm. show was his, That's right. his ministry. Yeah. He, um, he, one of the ways that we have incorporated Fred Rogers, among many others, uh -huh. he weighed 143 pounds every day of his adult life. Oh, I remember. He would that. go for a swim in the morning, get in out way. of the pool, look at the scale and see one, four, three. Right. And for him, it was a reminder. I love you. I has one letter. Love right. has four letters. That's you right. has three, three letters. Right. I love you. So we, um, we are a community owned business. We are a public benefit corporation. We want to help create a flourishing world, a world more that's more energized, productive, and connected. And every single line of code that we have page of code, it starts with two, four, three, this beautiful, like ASCII art, big two, four, three. We love you. Mm -hmm. We love you. Two letters, four letters, three letters. Our name, Heroic, most people think Hero is like a killer of bad guys <laughs> or like tough guy. Right. Hero is a Greek word that literally means protector. Oh, Heroes nice. have strength for two. Their secret weapon is love. Mm -hmm. They are driven by love. Our mark, which yeah, I've got here, we've got a compass in the app. Oh, All yeah. ancient wisdom, modern science say... We want to live a good life, operationalize virtue, specifically wisdom, self-mastery, courage, love, hope, gratitude, curiosity, and zest. We've got a lot of tools around the compass, but in our compass point, the, the, the direction that it's pointing to is love. Mm -hmm. So heroes come from love. They, they, they have the courage to move into the battle for love to protect those that they care most about. And we... Um, strive to live with love in our lives, mm -hmm. but that we love you is like literally baked into the code. We, we have two, four threes all over the place and it's inspired by oh. Mr. Rogers. I love you. His, his commitment to using this technology, using this, this platform, right? He knew that eyeballs would be on yep. it. Yes. How can we use those eyeballs and, and try to do it in a positive way? And, and we're trying to take that same approach with technology. And mm -hmm. I love your intentionality around social media, right? Mm -hmm. And when you have spent a lot of time, it can become this powerful tool, mm -hmm. but it takes, it takes that degree of intentionality and that degree of, I know what I want to use it for. for and right. we've tried to, in our social platform, put that front and center where you can control who gets to see your post. Is it your buddies? Is it your followers? Is it nobody? Is it just a post for you? Almost like your own personal journal. journal. Yeah. Who can comment on that post? Is it nobody? Is it just your buddies? <laughs> Is it your follower? So controlling a little bit of that, of that feed, um, because we're not trying to mine your attention mm -hmm. to sell it. We, you know, we, we charge the premium membership fee. It's 70 bucks a year. It's, it's accessible. It gets, unlocks all these tools, including the social piece. Mm -hmm. And then we're not in the business of getting you in and keeping you in forever. We want to get you in and get you out so you can actually be a good person in your real life. The training piece, and I mentioned um, my life has changed since mm -hmm. starting to use this. Mm -hmm. My phone has become a tool for me to show up as that best version of myself. Right. Yeah. I have an algorithm. Every time I touch my phone, I open up the heroic app first. Right. And what it what it shows me is I've made a commitment in the morning 
to my identities, which is who I want to be as the best version of myself in energy, in work, in love. So today it's an Iron Man beast. That's my energy identity. <laughs> my work identity is strong safety. Like, yeah. I'm, like, you know, I can play pass coverage. I can hit the line of scrimmage. I'll tackle all the things that need that need done. My love identity is zero, which is a nod to Gandhi's reduce yourself to zero. Mm -hmm. Zero slash infinity. So reduce yourself to zero, allow the infinite kind of power to shine through. Those are my identities. I've committed to a whole bunch of virtues, 40 in each. I am disciplined, powerful, expansive, radiant, confident, decisive, relentless, connected, enthusiastic, encouraging, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And every time I touch my phone, I see that first and I'm reminded, right. oh, yeah, that's how I said I wanted to show up. And then I've got my specific targets of what I'm actually going to do today. Mm -hmm. And I get to celebrate. Yep, I just crushed it. I'm going to hit the crush it target. Get a little <laughs> dopamine splash of I did right. the thing that I said I, I want to do. do. Nice. I showed up as the best version of myself. So this, even if I'm addicted to my phone, which I, I have very, I think we all have various yep. levels. Yeah, of I agree. Phones. 110%. And I am. I finally arm wrestle on addiction yeah. versus. Yes. I'm but addicted. If, I know I if, if I'm turning that action of I'm reaching for my phone mm -hmm. and instead of it being that I'm opening up the platform or opening up the thing that I know can draw my attention in a different direction. But if I'm turning that addictive impulse of I'm reaching for this technology and the end result is and I'm reminding myself of how I want to show up, the things I want to do, what the best version of me looks like, then we're using that channel. Right. Technology is neutral. The television is neutral. You can choose to watch whatever else is out there, or you can choose to have your kids watch Fred Rogers. My, my daughter watches very, very, very little TV. Right. One of the first things we let her watch, Daniel Tiger. Yep. Because yes. Fred Rogers, Rogers, Daniel, production. like, let's, yep. I want those values. Yes. I want my daughter to, to see those values and, and be in those values and those behaviors. So using technology as a tool for good. Mm -hmm. um, and we can all do this, you know, we, we've created tools for this, but you, anyone can do this. Just be intentional, have that, what do I wanna use technology for? Like, if I'm not, and then we're not gonna be perfect. So you mentioned like every once in a while, you feel like sending that comment of, right, oh, right, right. this is. <laughs> right, I call BS. Um, <laughs> yeah, another thing that is like kind of a big takeaway is so many of us are excited to get to a point where we no longer have to do any work we no longer have to face any uncertainty and we're not going to have any more pain. And we think that um, if we're not there yet, there must be something wrong with us. Mm -hmm. And every time we fail, it's a reminder of us not being perfect, which is kind of like fixed mindset, Carol Dweck's, worth on, yep. on Carol Dweck's work on mindset, growth mindset vis-a-vis -vis fixed mindset. And to, to not treat mistakes as character, oh, I'm, I'm a bad, a bad person. person, right? Instead of like a data point and, and, oh, wow, I just fired off a response to this person that took me an hour, that got me all sorts of fired up, that got them more fired up, that turned into a thread of just negativity. Perfect. What do I want to do next time? What can I learn yeah. from that interaction? And when we do that, we either win or we learn. We win by showing up at our best or we learn how to not show up at our best, how we can show up at our best going forward. And since learning is winning, we win or we win and we win all the time. And, and getting rid of this notion of I'm going to be perfect right. every time I use something, it's going to be awesome. And moving to like, 
Perfect. I'm going to yell at my daughter sometimes because she's not listening after I've asked her five times in a row. And then she's probably going to cry because she doesn't like getting yelled at. And let me figure out how to do that in a more empowering way. Or colleagues, you know, there's lots of leaders in your in your community leaders. You're like, Mm -hmm. how are you treating people in your organization? How are you responding to clients or potential clients or, or situations? We don't need to get it perfect every time so long as we're committed to doing a little bit better on the next time and learning using every single opportunity as a chance to learn how to get better, how to improve going forward. Totally. 110%. You know, I went, I went through a leadership, a year long leadership program. There's a, a, um, a performance coaching firm called Stegen out of Dallas. And what they did, part of what they did was called performance journaling. And it's basically every, you know, you would have to literally, you, they had sheets that were called performance journaling sheets. And when you felt, I, I like to call it kind of fell down and skinned my knee, which means I screwed up and said something that hurt somebody's feelings or did something that was, you know, not the way it didn't get received the way I was hoping it got received or it did get received the way I was hoping. And that was not appropriate. And then literally it was just kind of sitting, I kind of look at it as like, you know, if you were a football player, you review film, you talk about plays, what's going to happen the next time. And it, and it made me do that. It we got intentional about, okay, the next time I'm with my wife and she says this, instead of getting triggered, maybe I could ask more questions or maybe I could, you know, empathize first before I say, no, that's a stupid idea, right? I mean, because <laughs> that's never going to end well. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I totally agree that the more we can lean in to um, being mindful, I guess is another way I would say that, being mindful and having mindful practices, our life does transform. It does get better, but it does take effort too. It's not just, a, I mean, for so much of my life, I just lived in that reactive and still find, you know, I still, like you said, we're all human. I still fall down, but lived in that kind of reactive space of, I'm just reacting to whatever comes through the day versus kind of thinking about things and saying, okay, these are the potential things that could come up today. How am I going to handle those? And am I going to do it with love? Am I going to do it with understanding or caring? Or am I just going to see what pops up, right? Mm -hmm. Stepping into that gap, as Viktor Frankl would say, step into that gap between stimulus and response and choose a more empowered response. And that that post-game process, all peak performers do this. They call it different things. I know you've got SEALs like... The SEALs called an after-action report. Mm-hmm. Um, peak performance would be like a, a post-game process. It's all the same three steps, too. What went well? So we always want to start by celebrating the things that we did well. <laughs> right. Don't ask your kid, hey, how'd the soccer game go? Because you're going to be like, well, I missed the extra point mm-hmm. or whatever, or missed the, the free kick, right. mixing sports metaphors. Like, Don't ask a high level. Say, hey, what did you do really well? Because right. starting by that celebration is going to imprint us in, in the positive. And then perfect. So step one, what went well? Step two, what needs work? Right. What didn't go so well? What did I learn from that process? Step three, what am I going to do differently going forward? How do I use this as fuel to grow going forward? And it, it's, I come back to this word intention. Mm-hmm. Again, your, your social media use was like intentional. You had a clear right. goal. You know what you wanted. Science of hope, very briefly, you have a clear goal. You have a belief in your ability to accomplish that goal and you're willing to go through as many pathways as it takes to get that. Right. That is literally the science of having hope, goals, agency, pathways. Um, have a clear goal. I want to use social media in this way. Perfect. I believe that I can. Pathways. Okay, I'm going to unfriend this person when I don't like the stuff that's showing up in my feed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to have social media at the dinner table because right. that detracts me totally. from showing up to my relationships in real life. When we have that that growth set mentality and we're willing to in the moment or shrink the distance between cycles 
So we said that right. thing to yep. the colleague that like they interpreted a way that they shouldn't have, or maybe the way that they we wanted them to. Gee, but that was wasn't so it great. Yeah. Does it take until the next day or a week later, or a month later to say, hey, you know what? I just realized that was inappropriate. I, I want to try, can I try that again? Or can we, I want right. to improve this going forward. If we can shrink that in the first time, maybe it does take a month. We realize, wow, this person hasn't been talking to me for a month. I wonder what happened to a week, to a day, to an hour, to minutes, to moments. So like, boom, I've got a, an, an algorithm. And I use that word a, a couple of times now, but I've got a process that I run through when this happens then I do this. When I notice I've made a mistake, I've fallen short, I've upset someone, then I'm going to pause, take a breath, maybe take a sip of water and just be willing to re-engage, right? right? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just, look, I, I think that was inappropriate. I'm, I'm really sorry. Can I just, let's try this another way. Or even say we're doing this, you know, we're having this great conversation and I totally say something ridiculous. I could either just pretend it didn't happen and continue for it or like, you know what, Matt, that didn't right. come out quite right. Let me take right. that one again. Right. And our willingness to be imperfect yeah. and acknowledge that and bring that into the process does two things. One, other people like you better. So right. like, wow, that person has such self-awareness. They don't have such a high opinion of themselves that they're willing to embrace reality. And two, it gives them permission to do the same thing. Whereas a leader, we're not saying, I don't want you to be perfect. As, as, a, as a partner, I'm, I, don't, I don't want my partner to be perfect. I don't want my daughter to be perfect. That's not the standard that I'm holding them to because that is a terrible standard because no one will ever reach it. Right, right, and right. when we're willing to acknowledge our own mistakes, it's giving other people permission to make mistakes too and say, you know what? I still love you. Mm -hmm. I'll give you another chance. With And I, I use my daughter a lot in kind of examples because for me, being a, a parent has, has made all this personal development stuff really real. Oh, and yeah. there's such like... Um, moldable, open, curious, just mm -hmm. creatures like yes. little kids. And I will literally with my daughter, either she will respond some way or I will respond somewhere that's not going down a path we want. Right. And I'll say, hey, so yeah, I think we need like, can we just rewind 15 seconds? And sometimes like, like just yep. do weird, like so, or spin in a yep. circle or, hey, we need to reset. Let's go do burpees. She she loves burpees like <laughs> or, or a dance, like a, a physical reason. We'll right. do a dance song yep. and then come back. OK, I said this and then you said this. And then I think this is the thing that we kind of got hung up on. Mm -hmm. Let's try it again. Let's do another take. So having that willingness to make mistakes, to be imperfect, but that commitment to our intention of showing up a little bit better, a better leader, a better partner, a better right. husband, father, whatever it is. Um, just makes the whole thing so fun for everybody. And it, it helps us actually perform at the level that we want to, because we're willing to go through those feedback cycles, willing to go through mm -hmm. those feedback cycles, willing to go through those feedback cycles. And the secret is not making good decisions, not being perfect, but being willing to go through as many feedback cycles as we can, as quickly as we can, because the feedback cycles make us grow. And then the final thing I'll share on that note, mm -hmm. you mentioned um, athletes, right? Yeah, of course. We've got a lot of, of um, peak performance coaches, mental mm -hmm. coaches for mm -hmm. athletes that have um, gone through our program or have joined us in the program. And no athlete wins every game. Right. Like it's 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 such a ridiculous thing to actually say, like no athlete wins. it, But like no athlete wins every game. And when they lose the game, they're not like, I'm the worst athlete ever. This is terrible. Blah, blah, blah. It's, no, perfect. That feedback is baked into athletics. They win or they lose and they learn from the losses. Right. Took John Wooden like 11, eight or 10 or 11 years to figure out 
his winning strategy. He just like lost mm-hmm. for a long time. But then once he figured it out, he was unstoppable. He won, you know, John Wooden, greatest coach of the 20th century, UCLA Bruins men's basketball, won like 10 out of 11 years in a row, the championship, just nuts. Right. But he lost for a long time. Michael Jordan, I've missed X shots in my career, the famous right. Nike commercial. We, we, and these are people that we admire, right? These are often heroes in the traditional sense that we, we think about the word. Sure. And they are so far from being perfect. Not even just the, we don't see the rest of their lives, but they literally, no one has had a perfect, no, no NFL team has had a perfect season since the Dolphins, right? 72 Dolphins, like they right. celebrate the, the first <laughs> right. loss. And, and yet we hold that on ourselves often of like, oh, there goes my chance of being perfect. I made a mistake. I'm not willing to just like embrace that as part of this game of life as mm-hmm. feedback. And, you know, as, as you were as you were sharing that, it made me think, uh, you know, when I've learned from performance coaches or at least heard them and not necessarily implemented it was, you know, especially with professional athletes, the faster, the, the shorter the feedback loop is, the, the quicker you can improve. So basically for a lot of people, me included, you know, I may get feedback from a coworker, I may get feedback from my spouse, but that may happen not even daily, right? So it may be, I do something and I, maybe I'm doing it repetitively and nobody's really saying anything because it's like, well, that's Matt's life and he's doing that. But when it comes to like performance training, like literally they're getting feedback instantaneous, almost instantaneous. Like if you're, uh, you know, on the field and you're a quarterback, every play you make, you're getting feedback from the sideline, right? This is, this is what we're seeing. This is what's happening. This is what, right. And so I think it is so important that we need to be more self-aware and just say, how am I showing up right now? Right. Cause we're, we're going to, we have, you can certainly hire a coach, but they're not going to spend. In fact, I was going to ask if you just, with all of your members, if you just call them every day and kind of walk through some coaching with them. But, um, but you know, we, we have to get to a point of coaching ourselves and just saying, is this what I, you know, is this what I want? Is, is what's happening in my life right now what I want? If not, then what am I going to do about it? Because it's not going to change until I make the decision to change. I actually was reading something the other day that talked about um, no real decisions are made until you get to the point of, or no, no new direction in your life can be accomplished without getting to the point of hopelessness where you kind of give up. You, you kind of have to surrender to life a little bit for it to work for you. And as long as you're trying to control everything, you're on, you're kind of on your own. You know, it's kind of like yeah. Newton, go ahead. I'm sorry. Newton's, Newton's law of momentum, right? And, and and so many people are once we get caught in a path, it's hard to make a pivot because we think oh, I'm I've already made this choice. And it's right. why if I'm if I mess something up, I want to not acknowledge it because like let's just keep going. That like <laughs> instead right. of wait, let me pause. Like let me reset. Let me make a little bit of a turn and giving our, ourselves permission to do that. Mm-hmm. You mentioned feedback. So mm-hmm. um, feedback cycles are huge. And I know we've been talking a little bit about almost like the negative feedback cycle. Mm-hmm. And that'd be something like I make a mistake. Right. I see how quickly I can catch it, turn it around and go back the other direction. Right. That's right. huge. But notice the very important thing of I don't beat myself up about. Right. Oh, my gosh, yeah, I'm such right. an idiot. This is terrible. Right. The great quarterbacks, they throw an interception. They can't be thinking about the mm-hmm. interception when they step back on the field again, because guess what? Sure. Ticket way to like throw another interception. Right. Exactly. You want to focus on the thing that you actually want. I've got a book. It's one of my favorite behavioral training books. Mm-hmm. It's called Don't Shoot the Dog. <laughs> and the, the Cliff Notes version is um, negative reinforcement very rarely works. Even uh-huh. when it does, no one ends up being happy. The thing that actually works is positive reinforcement. Right. In the animal training context, you use a clicker. You want to click the moment 
the animal does the behavior. Otherwise, they're not going to know. They don't what, connect it. What? Connect it. Have it be the moment. And then celebration. So celebration is huge. BJ Fogg's a world-leading behavioral design scientist out of Stanford. Mm -hmm. Most of the apps we use that are like really, really addicting, mm -hmm. those people studied under, under him oh, yeah, and then yeah. went out and built these apps. Yep. Um, he thinks that celebration is might be his greatest contribution and will be as powerful, if not more powerful going forward than gratitude. I know gratitude's got a lot, deservedly so. It's one of the, the top three virtues most highly correlated with well-being. Number mm -hmm. one is actually zest, so your energy, mm -hmm. and then hope and gratitude fight it out for the number two or three spot. Mm -hmm. So gratitude's huge, but celebration might be more important, particularly when we're looking at changing our behaviors. Right. We want to celebrate immediately and intensely the moment that we do something that we want to do more of. So mm -hmm. you make that positive comment, give yourself a little pat on the back. Someone else does something great, your partner, your spouse that you want to see more of. I so, honey, thank you so much. That was awesome. You just made me, you made my day. That was so good. And then guess what? They're looking for more, more opportunities to do yeah. that. We're the same way. So we built that into the app that mm -hmm. I, I did a little, the target swipe thing. Mm -hmm. Part of our challenge was how do we make positive behaviors? How do we make showing up as the best version of yourself? as addicting as all the other things right how do we make celebrating those moments of yep i did it again so fun and one of the ways we're doing it is with this um target swipe thing so i did a set of burpees before i joined but every time you do something you, do, you say you want to do you come in here and you you swipe it kind of pull back yep. your arrow it's a little like target thing you let it go boom splash of dopamine you see your streaks go up etc and i'm connecting i said i want to do this thing and then i did it and now i'm going to celebrate Right. That's like me. And I'm going to, my brain's going to get this dopamine hit. My brain is going to feel good as a result of me doing that thing. And then my brain is going to want to look for opportunities to feel good going forward. It's right, right back to the behavioral economics, the psychology. Can we celebrate when we show up and we do the things that we want to do? Because we will then look for more opportunities to do those things. We will become positively addicted to doing the behaviors that we know are best for us. Even if it's that I just said something totally inappropriate. I'm so sorry, but I can celebrate, celebrate that. Right. That I, that was me. I was yeah. willing to pause in the moment or I was willing to have that difficult conversation or send that email or whatever it was that that celebration part of the feedback cycle mm -hmm. is um, if it's not completely missing from many contexts is, is grossly underused in many contexts. And we want to use it in our own lives. We want to use it in our businesses. Yep. We want to use it as leaders. We want to use it. In our, with our kids, with our partner, like celebrate the things that we want to see more of. Mm -hmm. One of my professors, Tal Ben-Shahar, positive psychology, taught the largest course in Harvard's history. So he says the word appreciate has two meanings. When you appreciate something, you, you, you ha are grateful for it, right? So there's an appreciation mm -hmm. in that sense. And there's also like the financial appreciation. An oh, asset right. appreciates yep. in value. Yes. And the things you appreciate, appreciate. The things that you are grateful for grow in value, become more aware of them. And as we would say, the things that you celebrate also appreciate. You're going to see more of them. You're going to have more of them in your life. It's going to grow. So celebration is huge and so important in these feedback cycles. I love it. I love it. And that's such a fresh perspective on that as well. So certainly, yeah, thank you for that. You know, we've got this um, in a couple of months in July, we're going to do the Global Happiness Summit. Um, and for us, it's 
you know, bringing positivity into the world and focus, like you're talking about, focusing on the things that make us happy and understanding what doesn't make us happy and eliminate the thing, you know, start to curb what doesn't make us happy and lean into what does make us happy. From your perspective, what makes the happiest people or I guess what, what, what either practices and or psychology do happy people typically carry with them or use on an ongoing basis? Mm-hmm. What makes people happy? Um, so one, I love it. I love, I love do the things that we like doing and do less of the things that we don't like doing. Right. right yeah. Before I, uh, before I answer your question, it just made me think going back to your point about being intentional mm-hmm. and knowing what we want out of life. And I love the happiness summit because I think so much of the world that we live in right now is a, is a reflection of unintentional decisions. I agree. Yep. Right? Like no one's like, let me wave the wand and this is the world that I want to create. We just kind of go through the motions. <laughs> so I'm excited for more and more people to be stepping back and thinking about what's the macro level world that mm-hmm. I want to live in right. on a global scale, on a, on a country scale, on a community scale, and shrink it down to me as an individual, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I can only control myself. Right. And then maybe my sphere grows, my family, et cetera. But I just want to celebrate the happiness summit and the mm-hmm. intentionality around what do I want to create in the world? What do I want to live in in the world? Bringing that intentionality. So back to what makes the happiest people. Um, I will tell you, based on 2,500 years of ancient wisdom and modern science, it's the exact same thing. And it is to express the best version of yourself moment to moment to moment to moment to moment. Uh, the, the proxy we use for this in ancient wisdom is a word called eudaimonia. Mm-hmm. It's eudaimon, literally translates as good soul. Mm-hmm. Eudaimonia. Positive psychology uses a modern translation of that word to flourish. Mm-hmm. It's not like um, all feel good happiness, but this deep sense of living in alignment with who you are at your best, how you want to show up in the world. They also give us an answer for how to do that. The ancient Greek word is arte. I've got it tattooed here on my forearm. <laughs> um, I like your visual. Our, I like your visuals. It's yeah. Like, let me show you. All right. So our, uh, you're like a, a our walking, walking founder got that tattooed, inspired by one of our. Um, Community members, Brandon Guy, who was, who was nicknamed La Pinata in the MLB because he got hit by more pitches for that <laughs> appearance. Um, yes. World Series announcers. So we've all got Arte tattooed as a reminder. Mm-hmm. Eudaimonia via Arte. Positive psychology says the same thing. Flourish by putting your virtues into action. Mm-hmm. All the ancient wisdom traditions agree on the virtues that are most important. I shared them earlier. Yep. Wisdom, self-mastery, courage, and love. They give them slightly different words, temperance or um, uh, justice, but wisdom, self-mastery, courage, love. And when I say ancient wisdom traditions, I'm talking all the faith traditions, right. all the from Stoicism, Buddhism, Christianity, like all of these cultural institutions say, hey, you want to live a good life? You want to be happy in the deepest sense of the world? Live with wisdom. Know the game that you're playing. Mm-hmm. Live with self-mastery. Actually play that game well today have the discipline to show up, be able to step in between stimulus and response and not just respond, um, live with courage. I am willing to act in the presence of fear is a scientific definition of courage. Mm-hmm. And then love, be, I'm connected, I'm present, I'm encouraging, etc. Wisdom, self-mastery, courage, love. And then positive psychology added, these virtues are most highly correlated with well-being, hope, gratitude, curiosity, and zest. Zest is unequivocal number one, which is why energy is one of our big three, energy, work, and love. 
If you're not feeling energized, you're not going to be able to show up to your work. You're not going to be able to show up to your relationships. I'm a worse father. I'm a worse husband when I've only had one hour of sleep. I think it's insane and awesome that like when you most need your resources as a, as a new parent, you don't have them because you're (laughs) like the baby is born with no sleep. Good luck being more emotionally triggered than you've ever been in your life (laughs) and not having any sleep. Right. But zest is unequivocal. Number one, hope and gratitude battle it out for number two. And then curiosity. I'm open to life and new perspectives. I see what's working and what needs work. To be happy, what we need to do is allow those virtues to guide our behaviors moment to moment to moment to moment to moment so that we can show up as the best version of ourselves moment to moment to moment to moment to moment to moment. This is a process thing. It is not an outcome thing. We will never get there. The best version of yourself is an asymptote. Because the moment you've reached it, by definition, it's not the best because you can still grow and therefore there's more available to you. So being willing to embrace this process and um, show up to life, show up to each moment, show up to each decision with this intention to try to do our best. And if we fall short, if we skin our knee, let me get back up. Let me give another shot. Let me try again. Let me try to know the game I'm playing, what's in my control, what's not in my control, have the self-master to actually do it today courage, love, et cetera. And I mentioned, I've got, I'm getting a big poster made, but this is, we've got the app, we've got the compass in the app. Mm-hmm. Yep. So wisdom, self-mastery, oh, gotcha. courage, love, yeah, hope, yep. gratitude, curiosity. Yeah. We've got, you can scroll and get tools. So mm-hmm. some inspiring, I've also got the compass as my phone back screen. And the, the pieces. <laughs> um, you've got tools for how to actually do that. So what does it mean to have curiosity? Well, run the needs work replay. Step one, Oops, make a mistake. Step two, say needs work. Step three, see a different outcome. Go back to the moment you made a mistake. See how you could have done better. Step four, replay success. Replay that moment in your brain. So we've got hundreds of tools that help us to actually live with these virtues moment to moment to moment to moment to moment. Um, That is the ancient wisdom and modern science shared upon agreed definition. I will add my own little personal definition of what is happiness. and I think that's that's being grateful for awareness, being grateful for consciousness and using our gift of being here and present in this moment to try and make a positive contribution, to try and give back such that more awareness, more consciousness can be experienced um, in the future. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, hopefully you'll come on and, and enlighten us more on at the global. I'm, I'm going to invite you right now to the, be a speaker at the Global Happiness Summit. I think that would be awesome. I've gotten energized just talking to you today it's like uh drinking from a fire hose in a good way it's like drinking from a fire hose of positivity so i will take it today so i appreciate oh, that thanks man is, yeah and I, i'm assuming no schedule conflicts absolutely i'm there i'd, I'd be perfect honored. perfect and then uh for people to actually download the app they just what's the uh is it h-e-r-o-i-c dot us dot us yep heroic dot us yeah. um again it's not such and such name.com. This is about right. all of us together, right. a community, it's a movement. Right. Um, so heroic.us, you can search iOS for heroic, the Android, I don't know when this will be released. Android is dropping um, by mid June. Okay. Um, so if, if you're on Android, you have to wait a moment. We just are starting to test, test it. And then the, the social components drop in October. Mm. Um, but I've got, I've got it. I, I mentioned my daughter a lot. She's got she's using it to hit her targets. She's showing up. Her work targets are like color, read a story, practice, write it. Like she's three, you know, these are right. Yeah, of course. But that's yeah. how, 
she's excited. She's excited to hit those every day. So heroic.us is the, the place to go. You can get access to the free resources too. Almost every single thing I've said, it comes from that free content. Oh, so you can cool. go deeper right. with a philosopher's note, with a plus one, with the one-on-one class, um, including the Mr. Rogers. Oh, I love Swimming it. with Mr. Rogers, oh. one, four, three, I love you. We got a couple notes on some of his, I think we've got like three or four of Mr. Rogers' books. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah. Very awesome. 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 Well, we look forward to visiting with you more. Uh, and as, as things evolve and as things move forward, we'd love to have you just come back on this show. But then, like I said, certainly, uh, you know, we're, we'll have about 50,000 people at the Global Happiness Virtual Summit. And so we'd love to have you come uh, share some of your insight, knowledge, and, and research uh, with that group of people as well. So thank you for coming on today. Yeah, thank you. Love to. And, and anyone who like a genuine appreciation, anyone who gets to the end of a podcast, like it's a it's a not insignificant <laughs> commitment of time and attention. So I want to say yeah, thank you for yes, hanging out with us. Yes, like, definitely. If you, if you have made it this far, thank you so much um, that that we got to hang out for the past. I don't know, 2x speed. I'm a 2x speed listener. But <laughs> don't tell anyone like depending on how much time. 23 you did, minutes, but thank 24 you for... minutes if they're listening on 2x. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so thank you. And, and thanks again, Matt. This is, this is a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a part of the Bright Vibe podcast. For more information, go to brightvibe.com. That's B-R-I-T-E, vibe, V-I-B-E.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>